All right, good evening. We're ready to get started. 8.40, Maseches Psachim Dakuf Vav. Yesterday, we had um, learned a sugya that discussed a whole story, and we learned eight things that we extracted from that story. All the Shmami Nuds at the bottom of Kuf Hei Amid Beis, wrapping to the top of Kuf Vav Amid Aleph. And tonight, we're going to start with the comments of Ravashi, who looks at two of them and says, really, there aren't eight differences. Really, two of them are one and the same, and there are only seven. Here's what Ravashi says, Kuf Vav Amid Aleph, two lines down. Which is the right number, right? Seven? Yeah. That's for Hav, that's for Havdalos. That was true. That's not this. These are just nafkaminas. These are just halachic things that are learned from the story. Mm-hmm. So Ravashi Yomar, Tamo Pigamo, that if a person tastes the wine, it's pogain the wine. And Vikos shall bracha tsarich shir chadamilsahi. Those two things are the same. If you drink a little bit of wine and it's an exact shear, what's left? Less than a shear. So he says those two things are the same thing. This is Pshat. My time of why do we say that when you taste it, it ruins the wine? And you just, you drank a half an ounce and now you're less than the 3.3 requisite amount of ounces to make a, to make a ruviz. It's interesting that before Shemir points out, the Ravashi also agrees that drinking wine, if it's more than 3.3 ounces, is still going to be a kos pagum. But he would, no, that what's happening in the Gemara, he's saying is that it's not mukhrach from the Gemara about kos pagum. It's not mukhrach because you could say that the reason why that cup was ruined is because you brought it below the shear. That's what the point of the, of the Meforshim here is to say, the word of Ravashi, is to say that it's not mukhrach to say that there are eight differences. It may be that there are only seven. Then says the Gemara, five lines down, Kuvava Meralev, Rav Yaakov Bar'idi, Kapir Achatzva Pegima. He said, if you drank out of a pitcher of wine, you ruin the whole pitcher. Rav Idi Barshisha was a little bit uh, more lenient. Kapit Akasa Pegima. He only said that you can have Kos Pagam on an actual cup, but not, not the pitcher. The pitcher would be fine. And then the most strict Shita of all, Mar Bar Ravashi, Kapit Afidu Achavisa Pegimasa. You tilt back. It's a very full barrel of wine, like a full barrel, you know, three, four feet off the ground. You, you lean down and you make a, you make a borei priyagafen and you sip a little bit off the top. The whole thing is pagum. <laughs> That's the most machmer shita. So let's talk a little bit about kos pagum. And this is, of course, quoted in Shulchan Aruch. This happens all the time. Um, this is going to be found in Kuf Pei Beis, Sif Gimel. That is not where I am here. So in Kuf Pei Beis, Sif Gimel, the Shulchan Aruch writes as follows. You need to make sure that the cup of wine that you're drinking from is not pagum, that it hasn't been ruined. If you drink from it, it's going to be ruined. What if you pour out into your hand? Right? Let's say you pour it out into your hand. Is that going to be considered pagum? Is it putting your lips to the drink or is it pouring it into your hand? So then the Shulchan Aruch says, So if you pour off a cup of wine into a cup and then you want to reuse that cup by adding a little more wine, that's not kos pagum. That's totally fine. So let's say that you know that you need to make two kiddushes and you have double the shear of a raviz. Great. Make a bari priyagafen. Pour off 3.3 ounces, leave over 3.3 ounces, drink from the second cup, and then someone else can make kiddush. No problem. That's totally mutter. That's not kos pagum. And then it continues the shulchan akad. If you drink from the pitcher, o mechavis katana. Key language: a small barrel. Have pagum. Avalim shasa mechavis shal eitz gedola. Huge wood barrel, like the ones that we see that people use for wine nowadays. So then ain lehakpid. So that's uh, what we would do. And the Mishnah Brewer here details what one should do. Sorry, the Shulchan Aruch details what you should do if you need to make wine unpagum. How do you fix a ruined cup of wine? So the halacha is that you should pour a little bit of wine in from the good wine from the bottle into the cup and then pour the whole thing back in. Why do you have to add in a little bit more? Because we have a halacha, the Mishnah Brewer writes this, and the Forshim write, because we have a concern called Ein Mavatlin Iser 
The halacha is that you cannot intentionally take something that's forbidden and create a scenario whereby the iser becomes batel. So this wine is now pagum. You're not allowed to make kiddush on it. Uh, you want to just pour it back in and have it be mixed in with all the wine and everything is fine because every drop that goes in becomes batel to the kosher wine. So Kos Pagam pours in one drip at a time. Everything's fine. Says, says, say the post game, that's in You're not allowed to nullify the Kos Pagam like that. It's not allowed. That's why we add a little bit from the bottle so that it's not all Isser. And then we pour it back in and then you re-pour it into a cup. And that's how we solve the problem of Kos Pagam. This is not uncommon. This happens uh, fairly frequently. I've had uh, children, uh, my little kids, sometimes they want some grape juice and I've already poured the wine and they Make, they, they take a drink out of the cup. So that's Coast Pugum. You got to start over again. So you add more wine, pour it back in, pour it back in the cup, and then you're good to go. Let's continue in the Gemara. We're about eight lines down, almost a quarter of the way down. Tanya Rabbanan. Very, very strange initial presentation of this b'risa. Zacharis Yom HaShavos Lakadsho, famous pasuk, Zacharehu Alayayin. You should make Kiddush on wine. But now look at what the b'risa says. Ein ella biyom. It seems that we only know that you're supposed to make Kiddush during the day. Belayla minayin. How do we know that we're supposed to make Kiddush at night as well? Says the Brisa, a Pasuk that doesn't say anything about night. Says the whole Brisa is off kilter. When you say you're asking, how do we know the Chiyuv of Kiddush at night? What are you talking about? The, the actual mitzvah of Kiddush is Friday night. What is this Brisa talking about? That when we have a mitzvah of Kiddush, it's at the beginning of that day. You're saying the Brisa means that Shabbos morning, 12 hours, 15 hours into the day, that's when you start making Kiddush to sanctify the day that they started last night. Of course, the Brisa is wrong. Visu, and furthermore, a second problem with the Brisa. You asked Balai Laminayin, and you tried to answer with Tamulomar Zachar as Yom. Tanim Hadar Alayla, the author of this Brisa, is looking for a Marimakum for Kiddush at night. Vikanasiv Lekradi Yamama. And the Pasuk says, Zachar as Yom at Shabbos Lekadjo. That doesn't answer the question. The whole Brisa is backwards. It doesn't make any sense. So says the Gemara, almost halfway down, Hachikamar. You're right. This is Pshat. Let's re-understand this b'risa that we saw above. One key additional word, What does the Pasuk mean when it says that when Shabbos begins, then you're obligated to say Kiddush. That's Kiddush Friday night. That's Biknisaso. Then says the b'risa, The only thing I know about Kiddush at this point is that Biknisaso, there's an obligation to say Kiddush at night, Friday night, Kiddush is a Dindaraisa, both for men and for women. Biyom Minayin, how do we know about the day? Talmud Lomar, look at the word in the Pasuk, Zachor Yom, Zachor Es, Yom HaShabbas, the word day, very good. So that's how the Gemara explains that Tosefta, that Bryce, excuse me, that really we have the Pasuk of Zachor Sema Shabbos Akacho on the whole to teach us that Biknisaso, when Shabbos begins, we have the mitzvah of Kiddush. Shabbos day, the only reason we know that we have Kiddush is based on the word Yom. It's important to note that Kiddush Friday night is the Orisa, but Kiddush Shabbos day is the Rabbanan. However, called the Tikkun the Rabbanan, Kain the Orisa Tikkun, the halachos that we have by Shabbos day are the same as the halachos that apply by Friday night. So over Shabbos, we learned about, uh, last week I should say, we learned about some of the halachos of being Kiddush Shabbos, Makam Suda, Poris Mapu Makadesh. All of those halachos that apply by, by uh, Friday night are the same halachos that apply by Shabbos day. It's just the one's the Orisa and one's the Rabbanan. Good. Halfway down, what's the bracha on Shabbos day? What's the bracha on Shabbos day? So says the Gemara, 
The halacha is that all you really technically need to say is Borei Priyagafin. So we add Bishamru, some people add Askin Sudasa. That's all a whole bunch of Minhagim. If you look in different Sidurim, the Sephardim do more than the Ashkenah. Fine, whatever, the whole bunch of Minhagim. But if you just said the words Baruch Atah Hashem, Lekin Melchon, Borei Priyagafin on Shabbos day, that counts for, uh, that counts for Kiddush. And as, as I mentioned in the past, when a bris is done on Shabbos, that's all that's said for Kiddush. Is Borei Priyagafin when, when the Mavarech, the uh, the Mavarech Meumad, when he's making the brachos after the bris Mila. So the Rav should make an announcement that this counts for Kiddush. And that's all they say. They don't say Vishamru, nothing. They just say Bore Priyagavit. So that's Ladina, the minimum. Then the Gemara tells a story about Ravashi. Ravashi equal to Mechoza. Ravashi went to go visit the city of Mechoza. Amrule, he's a Chash of Talmud Chacham and Amora. And they said to him, Likadish Lan Mar Kiddusha Rabbah. We'd like you to say the great Kiddush, Kiddusha Rabbah. This is why when you look in uh, benchers, it calls this Kiddusha Rabbah. We call the Kiddush on Shabbos day Kiddusha Rabbah. But Here's the thing. Ravashi wasn't yet sure what the halacha was. As I mentioned the other day, some of these halachos were still developing in the times of the Amorim. Ravashi was one of the latest of the Amorim. He lived in the sixth, even later centuries of the Amorim. You're talking hundreds of years after the Chorban Beis HaMikdash, hundreds of years after Rabbi Danasi. We're talking, I'm guessing, the 400s, 500s, late, relatively late. But he didn't know how to make Kiddush. In Mechoza. He knew how to make it at home, but in Mechoza, he didn't know. Amar, Michti, all right, I need to see what's going on here. In general, Kolabrochos Kulan, when we talk about making Kiddush in general, what do we say? That's the first bracha that we need. But he didn't know if that was the only thing that they wanted. Maybe they made Kiddush on Shabbos day the same way they did by Shabbos night with the whole second bracha on Kiddush Ayom. He didn't know. So here's what he did. He had to figure it out. He didn't want to embarrass himself. So here's what he did. Amar Bore Priyagafin. He was making the bracha, Baruchat Tashem, Akinamachon, Bore Priyagafin. However, the Agid Bey, he dragged out, he was very slow with his bracha. And then what he was doing, he was watching to see the reaction of the crowd. If everybody sits patiently, then he would make a diuk. Then there must be a second paragraph because everyone's sitting calmly. But if someone starts leaning over to drink out of their cup, then it must be that all they say is Bore Priyagafin. The Kachaba, that's what happened, says the Gemara. Chazye, he saw, Saba, he saw an older gentleman. He was getting to the end of Baruch Hashem, nice and slow. And he slows down and he looks around the room. And there was a Saba de Gachin Vishasi. There was an older gentleman who was leaning over and he picks up his cup to drink it. What was the diuk? All I need to say is Bore Priyagafen. Kari Anafshe, they said about him, Hechacham Enav Birosho. This is, of course, a, a well-known Pasuk that's quoted all the time, a Pasuk from Kohelas. The wise person has eyes in their head. Namely, use what you have around you. Use the information around you to, to learn a little bit. He didn't know what the minag was in Mechoza. So he said the bracha of slowly. In turn, he learned from the Saba, this older person, that he started picking up the cup to take a drink. This leads to a great shaila of whether or not other people can drink their cup of wine prior to the Mavarich. And it seems from here that he totally can't. Because right when he finished Bar Priyagav and Gachin, Vishasi that he actually drank, it was a good Shiloh. Okay, this gets into the question of whether or not when I am being Motze you, when I'm being Motze you in a bracha, is my bracha that I say for you the same for you as it is for me? Or is it really not? Really, I need to eat first and maybe uh, you need to wait. So that's a Shiloh in the post. Okay, so continues the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, ten lines from the bottom, Kuvav Medala. Amre b'nei Rebchia, Mishalo hivdil b'motze Shabbos, we saw this din already once. And Rebchia, very early Amora, he says, someone who forgets to make, or I should say, who doesn't make, he is allowed to make Havdalah all week long. This word Shabbos is referenced to a week. It says the Gemara, 
How, what does that mean? Mamish the whole week? No, not the whole week. So he answers the Gemara, Amar Abzeira, Ad, up until, but not including, Revi'i B'Shabbos, up until Wednesday, namely through Tuesday, you are allowed to say Havdalah. So that's the that's the din in the Gemara. This is quoted in Shulchan Aruch, um, and it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Tzadi Testi Vav. So here's what the Shulchan Aruch writes. Shachach v'lo hivdil b'motzei Shabbos. Let's say that a person forgets to make Havdalah on Motzei Shabbos. Mavdil ad sof yom shlishi. He could make Havdalah up to and including Tuesday, but no later. Only Sunday. But when you're making a delayed Kiddush, you don't say all of the brachos. The Nair and the Bissamim are only on Motzei Shabbos. So therefore, all you say is Bore Priyagafen and Hamavdil. And the Mishnah Brewer here writes that you're really not supposed to eat until you make Havdalah. You have a real driver to make sure that you make Havdalah. And as we discussed the other day, it's possible that uh, in the name of Rebbe Akiva, that even drinking water could lead to some terrible diseases as it relates to eating or drinking prior to Abdullah, though the Rabbanan were not concerned for that in the Gemara. And I, uh, and I know that Rabbi Moshe has a chuba on this as well, but when there's a pressing need, one can drink water prior to Abdullah, but of course better not to. So the Gemara continues with some of this information, but that's just to clarify the halacha of Rebbe Chia, that it makes it into the Shulchan Aruch with Rebbe Zerah's qualification. If you forget to make Abdullah, if you forget to make Havdalah and Motzei Shabbos, so then you can make it up to and including Tuesday. Ki hadi yasi Rebzeira kamei de Ravasi. This is what happened when Rebzeira was in front of Ravasi. Ve'amrei la Ravasi kamei de Rav Yochanan. Some say that it was Ravasi sitting in front of Rav Yochanan. Ve'yasi ve'ka'amar le'inyan gitin. They were talking about the halachos of gitin. So in a get, they were saying in which part of the week the get was going to be given. So says the Gemara, Chad b'shabsa, when we talk about Sunday, Trey b'shabsa, when we talk about Trey, Utzlasa, on Monday and on Tuesday, that's called Basar Shabsa. Those days are attached to the previous Shabbos. So today is Sunday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all of those days are considered to be attached backwards to the previous Shabbos. However, Arba v'chamisha umale yoma, on Wednesday and on Thursday, Malayoma is um, is going to be Friday. Those are all considered Kame Shabsa. Those days are all prior to the next Shabbos. So the line in the sand in the week is end of day Tuesday, right before Shkia, where we'd say Zay Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Those are all uh, Basar Shabsa. Those are all days that follow the previous Shabbos. But once we tip to Wednesday, done. That's already leading up to the next Shabbos already. And we, we learn basically from there. It seems that we make some type of comparison, a limud, not directly from Gittin, but we extract an idea from Gittin that days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, are days of Shabbos. They're, continued to, they're connected to the previous Shabbos. The Sifrei Ashkafa speak about this tremendously. Ayin um, Shom. Then says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom. Amar Rav Yaakov Ar'idi Aval Lo Al Ha'or. It is correct that if a person does not make Havdalah on Motzei Shabbos, that they can make Havdalah on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. But as quoted in Shulchan Aruch, you're not allowed to do the candle. You're not allowed to make that bracha because that's only on Motzei Shabbos. That's when the fire was created. Adam Arishon, whole story there. Last line of Kuvav Amar Al. Amar Rav Berona Amar Rav. Rav Berona Amar Rav says as follows. Hanotel Yadav Lo Yikadesh. Let's say that a person's facing out. Um, or let's say that a person thought that their kiddush counted and it didn't. They made a shahakal on a, a couple of schnapps, but they didn't eat a kezayis afterwards. That's we, that's not called kiddush. And let's say you made, did that. You were in someone's house, not your own house. You made uh, a lechaim on a schnapps, shahakal ne'abidvaro. You drank it, but you didn't eat the kezayis. Then you switch buildings and you come home and you're like, I was yotzei kiddush, and you wash your hands. Then someone says your kiddush wasn't a kiddush. 
So what does he do? Does he make Kiddush now? So the Gemara says, Hanotel Yadav, if you've already washed your hands, lo yikadish, you're not allowed to make Kiddush anymore. And not at that point, at least why not? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi, top Rashi, Kuvavam Abiz, Dibra Hamaschil, Notel Yadav, lo yikadish, the Kiddusha Mafsik, Benetila la Achila. That if one were to make Kiddush, it's considered a hefsek between the washing of one's hands and eating. It's considered a total separation. It's as if your brain is focused on other things. And if in fact he were to hear Kiddush and say Amen and take a drink, whatever it is, he would then be obligated to, uh, to wash the Tila Siyadayim again because it's called the Hesach Hadas. Why does he have to wash his hands again? Because the whole concept of washing the Tila Siyadayim is Srach Truma to make sure that we know that when the Beis HaMikdash comes back that the Kohanim will be careful with their hands as it relates to Tuma. But if there's a Hesach Hadas, then we don't know what you did with your hands. We have no idea. Your hands could have touched a part of your body that's covered, could have touched something that's Matunov. We don't know. So therefore, we're out of concern that your Hesach Hadas might have led to your hands becoming tame, we therefore say, top line, kuvavam abeis, hanotel yadav lo yakadish. Amar lehu rabbi Yitzchak bar Shmuel bar Marta. He says, what are you talking about? Uh, who said this line? Uh, rabbi Barona. Rabbi Barona, what are you talking about? Akati lo nachnafshe derab. Our Rebbe hasn't even died yet. And shechachanin hu to say, you're already forgetting what the Rebbe taught. Unbelievable. You, you got to work on yourself. You got to be a little bit more focused. Why? What did Rebbe, what did their Rebbe say? What did Rav do that made Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Shmuel Bar Marta annoyed and upset at Rabbi Barona? So this is something that we've seen before. Zimnin says the Gemara, uh, sorry, skipped a line. Oh, no, I didn't. Zimnin Sagian, uh, many times have a ka'imna kami de Rav. I was in front of my Rebbe. I was in front of Rav. Zimnin dechaviva alei rifta, nekadesh rifta. Sometimes he was so excited about eating the bread he would make Kiddush on the bread. We've heard about this idea before. The way that we were always taught about it is if you don't have any wine, you're allowed to make Kiddush on the bread. But you wash the Tila Siyadayim, you say Vishamru, you say instead of Borei Priya Gavan, Brocha to Hashem, Wakinam El Chalam, Motsi Lachamina Aretz, and that's your Kiddush. And that's based on this din of Rav right here. Rav says, Zimnin Dechavi, Vale Rifta, Mekadesh Rifta, that if he really was more, more excited about the, about the bread, so then you should make Kiddush on the bread. Nothing wrong with that. Make Kiddush on the bread. And Zimnim de Chaviva Lechamra, but if really the bottle of wine is a special bottle of wine from a special year, special gift, whatever it is, or the or the challah that week is shvach, so you're more excited about the wine. So then says Rab, Mikadesh Chamra. How do we pass again in regards to all this? We're going to see a whole bunch of shitas now. Amar of Huna, Amar Rab, Ta'am, Eno, Mikadesh. Very interesting. If a person eats something before Kiddush, you're no longer allowed to make Kiddush. Unbelievable. Let's see if this plays out and let's see how it applies to Havdalah. Remember, we've been comparing Kiddush to Havdalah over the last many blood in many different ways. Let's say that if a person were to actually eat something prior to Havdalah, if, is it true that we would make an extension or I should say, do we make an extension to say that if you ate before Kiddush, you're not allowed to make Kiddush? So too, if you ate before Abdullah, you can't make Abdullah. Omar lay, Ani Omer, oh, Ani Omer, no, Ta'am Mavdil. I disagreed to the comparison. We would say that Rahuna is right, that Ta'am, if you drank, if you ate or ate something before Kiddush, you can't make, um, you cannot make Kiddush. But if you ate something before Abdullah, then he would still say Mavdil. The Ravasi, Omar Ravasi argued. Ravasi, Omar, Ta'am uh, ta, um, Eino Mavdil, I disagree. 
I disagree that we would say if you ate something before Kiddush, you can make Havdalah. I think the comparison between Kiddush and Havdalah is perfect. That in either case, if you ate prior to executing either Kiddush or Havdalah, you then are no longer able to say Kiddush or Havdalah. Ravasi says that we do make the, the comparison fully between the world of Kiddush and the world of Havdalah. Ravirmiya bar Abba, Ikla lebei Ravasi. Ravirmiya bar Abba went to the house of Ravasi. What did Ravasi hold about this? Look one line up. Ravasi said, Tom that if you eat something, you're not allowed to make Abdullah. That's what he said. Now, when Ravirmiya bar Abba was at the home, Ikla lebei Ravasi, Ishtale, he forgot the Tom Midi. And what did he do? He, he ate something. He forgot and he ate something. So what's Ravasi's din? Ravasi's din should have been that you're not allowed to make Abdullah because he says, Tom, ain't no mavdil. Yet what do we see happen here? Habulei kasa va'avdil. And still, nevertheless, they let him make Abdullah. So Amra, lay Debisu, his wife said, what's going on here, Marlo Abidachi, you don't let this happen. You're not, you just said that Tom ain't no mavdil, yet you just gave him a cup of wine. So he said, I know I'm Ravasi, I don't allow it, but he holds like his Rebbe. And his Rebbe did allow Tom mavdil, that if a person does eat before Abdullah, you are allowed to still make Abdullah. That is how we pass in Ladina, that if a person eats before Abdullah, it's Asr, you should not eat before Abdullah, all the dangers within, but one should still make Abdullah in that case. Amar of Yosef, Amar Shmuel, Tom ain't no mekadesh. Ta'am eno mavdil. This is like the Shita of Ravasi. And uh, Rav Yosef was later. He was a third century Amor. Ravasi was earlier. Ravasi was a Talmud of Rav Yochanan. He was in the second century. So here Rav Yosef in the name of uh, Shmuel says, Ta'am eno mekadesh. That if you eat before Kiddush, you're not allowed to make Kiddush. And as well by Havdalah, full comparison. The Rabba Amar Rav Nachman Amar Shmuel Ta'am mekadesh v'ta'am mavdil. This is all in the name of Shmuel. Is Rav Yosef in the name of Shmuel? Or Rabbah in the name of Rav Nachman in the name of Shmuel? So we, uh, we don't, don't really know how we pass in here. It's very unclear. But the Gemara says, ta'am mekadesh, that if you uh, eat before Kiddush, you do make Kiddush v'ta'am mavdil. And if you ate before Abdallah, you as well say Abdallah. Turning to the top of Kuzayin and we're going to go a few lines down. How do we paskin? We do make a full comparison between the world of Kiddush and the world of Havdalah, and it is one that is Lakula. That if one were to have inadvertently, uh, the truth is even, even uh, the Meforshim, right? Even if you're Bemezid, even if you eat intentionally prior to Kiddush or prior to Havdalah, the halacha is you still would say the subsequent Kiddush or Havdalah. We do not take that away from you, and you should still do so. If a person did not make Kiddush on Shabbos, you can make that Friday night Kiddush throughout the entire day on Shabbos until Shabbos lets out. We're just a summary sheet of Rava. Rava's kind of giving a synopsis of the last plot. What does Rava say here? You can say it all week. And it seems from here that he doesn't add in the restriction that we saw before. Amemar gives a slightly variant language of Rava's Shita. And let's just learn that. And with this, we'll stop. And here's what he says. We're five lines down, six lines down. Omar Rava Hilchasa, the halacha is Ta'am Mekadesh, that's the same language. Ta'am Mabdil, that's also the same language. Mi Shelo Kidesh Be'erev Shabbos, Mekadesh Veholech Kola Yom Kulo, all the same language, except that it doesn't add in the words Ad Motzei Shabbos, a little bit of a different language, so we don't know exactly what that means. Is there a difference between Amemar and the previous sheet? They're not really clear. Mi Shelo Hivdil Be'motzei Shabbos, someone who did not make Abdallah and Motzei Shabbos, same language. Mabdil Veholech Kola Yom Kulo, a little bit of a different language. The first version said, Kula Shabbos Kulo. 
Here it says, we'd have to spend time doing a perfect analysis to see what, I mean, I highlighted the differences, but what would be the halachic differences between these two versions the Gemara does not detail. We're going to stop right here about 10 lines down, tomorrow we're going to do more than a blot uh, because uh, at the weekend, the blots are much heavier. Um, or they're much larger as we get toward the end of the week and I'm going to have to overcompensate. Tomorrow night, we're going to learn a blot and a half. And I think hopefully the next night as well, um, a reminder again, this coming Shabbos, we will not be in person. Mote Shabbos 840 on Zoom only. So no in-person. Yomi, wishing you all a beautiful. You do a blot and a half today. Tonight. Almost. It's a big, it's a big omelet there. So not really. Yeah, we have time. You get less than half an hour share. Yep. But I'd have to know the material in order to teach it. Ah. <laughs> Go to. Good night.